Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Just Women Talking Shit with your host, Jacqueline Cotton. Jacqueline Cotton. Hi, my beautiful souls. Jacqueline here. And Just Women Talking Shit, another solo episode in my husband's truck today changing it up little old dodge ram action if you if you if you feel me um anywho so on the way to school today i'm dropping you know my daughter off she's oh car rides are always interesting with us (laughs) like kids you never know it's gonna be good morning bad morning if you're gonna be grumpy if they're gonna be grumpy well today i was grumpy um and it was like the simplest thing, you know, like she, um, has medicine that she takes in the mornings and she dropped it this morning. And I don't know, it just, I guess what aggravated me was the fact that, you know, I told her over and over again, Hey, don't like take your medicine, take your medicine, please take it now. Um, cause we had forgotten it and had to go back to the house. So anyway, just, you know, one of those little like it's not really an issue, but for some reason, but if you're, you know, just feeling a little grumpy, which happens to us all, good moments, bad moments, grumpy moments, exuberant moments, you know, um, it was one of those little things that just, for some reason, it triggered me, and I immediately got myself in check, um, and she always puts me in my place as well, she's like, mom, (laughs) like, chill out, I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, like, Sometimes, you know, she talks back and sometimes she makes valid, valid points and she brings me back down to my level and I love that about her. But anyway, so I say that to talk about, you know, like new world problems. My husband and I joke about this all the time. Like there we have such new world fucking problems. They're not even like real problems if you really stop and think about it considering there are people right now like millions and millions of people in countries that don't even don't even have access to clean drinking water what what was your problem again (laughs) what was my problem again my daughter dropped her new world medicine and uh that's what i'm bitching about absolutely not so she brought me back to reality and then right after that something happened there was this uh, this car that apparently was in a hurry. Now, if I see someone with hazard lights on, I'm not triggered. I don't get triggered. And I'm better about not getting triggered these days. I think I was just, like, subjected to a lot of road rage and negativity as a child. And so when, you know, you're in the car, like, it comes out. It really comes out for people who have been around that their whole lives and not around easy growers or, you know, super positive people. Right. Um, anywho, so I was taught that if you, if you are in the state of emergency, uh, and I learned this at a very young age because I caught myself on fire. I caught my legs on fire and, um, it was like, it was a life threatening situation. So I remember specifically, um, my aunt putting her hazards on, And I remember racing to the hospital. Um, But anyway, outside of that, I was taught that, you know, that's how you let people know you're in a hurry. That you have, like, 
That's what you do. If it's like a life or death situation, no car is going to get in your way of you and your baby getting in the hospital, right? Um, granted, with safe, you know, cautionary measures, like don't drive like a freaking moron so that you don't make it to the hospital so that, you know, you put both of your lives in stake. But at stake, I mean. Um, but in stake, oh, that sounds kind of good. I'm, I think I'm just hungry, though. Anywho, um, <laughs> squirrel vein brain, I told you. But yeah, so this, you know, we're headed to school. I've calmed down at this point, and it was like a 30 second fluff. You know, I got my little feathers ruffled or whatever, but the car is in such a hurry, and I see it coming because I'm, I'm one of those really, like, I'm always prepared type of drivers. Like, I'm driving, I'm watching everybody, you know always paying attention to my mirrors and like always trying to be a step ahead right and so I saw the the car coming and I told Finley like look at this look at this person trying to get by so quickly and she's like what and she goes what in the and I hate that she says that but all of our kids are like going through this they're learning stuff at school you know so all these phrases and it's in it's just what it is what it is but she's like what in the or maybe she said what the what the was sounds more appropriate or more like nine-year-old uh lingo so anyway she says what the and she goes what why are they why are they doing that i said well i mean they can pass like it's fine but it was the fact that they were passing like three or four cars like i saw them coming and i said i guess they're just in in a really big hurry i said it's dangerous dangerous though you know to drive recklessly like that and like i wanted to because i just know before you know before I know it, she's, I'm going to be going to like find her a car and she's going to be driving. And like, so I try and I've always tried really early on to like start talking about real world problems, real world, like things are going to come across so that they know how to handle it, you know, and so that they're just best prepared when they see something that shouldn't be happening or that makes them feel unsafe or is putting other people in in harm's way, right? So I used it as a teaching example and I told her, you know, some people are just in a really big hurry. I said some people are just they don't really consider the fact that it's dangerous to speed to get somewhere and to, you know, whip in and out of lanes or to um dodge cars and stuff like that. And I told her that, you know, in a few, like a few, because this feels like it's going to be a few years, the, the way time is passing so quickly. And I told her, you know, when you get older and you find yourself driving, just remember that there are going to be people that are kind of going to make you feel pressured, right? To, to go faster, to get out of their way, to whatever it is. And that, and I talk about things like this because I have you know, some mental illnesses, like I have anxiety. I don't like calling them that. Um, but clinically I'm, um, I have depression and I have extreme anxiety, which I've learned to manage through a lot of personal development and a lot of, um, techniques, healthy techniques, you know, uh, re conditioning myself, forming new habits, stuff like that, you know, breaking the cycle, breaking the curse type of things, but personal development, self-care, self-help, stuff like that. I've learned to get out of my head a lot and more into my body. And the thing is, is growing up, I had extreme anxiety. I had social anxiety, general uh, anxiety. Like I was pretty much afraid of everything. 
I was not a super adventurous child. I craved and longed for spontaneity. I really just wanted to be able to be that friendly girl. You know, the the, peop- the girl that didn't get left out or wasn't the last person picked for teams. Or, you know, I didn't want to be the girl anymore that was never invited to things that everybody thought was weird. Like, I, I wanted to get out of my head, but I didn't know that I had a, an, something that made me different. I didn't know about anxiety. I just knew that my mind wouldn't stop thinking. It would race. I could never stop thinking. Um, I just knew that it felt like everyone was talking about me. It felt like I could never really be happy. It felt like I had no belief in myself. I didn't know what it was to love myself because of the anxiety and depression and the you know, the neglect in my life that came from so many different resources or that came from so many sources. Um, I didn't know anything about it. And so I told myself that if my children experienced any of the symptoms and I knew, which it, it took me a while to figure out that my daughter Finley does have anxiety. It was confirmed last year. And that's not what the medicine is for, by the way, before anybody wants to like shit, shit talk me or write me. Um, my child is not on anxiety and medicine. Um, but I, w- I wanted to teach my children. And, you know, when I found out that she, it was a, it was a confirmation this past year, but I knew beforehand because when she was little, she would have panic attacks and she would have extreme stomach aches. And if you're a child, and I'm not a doctor, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a therapist, I'm just a concerned mom, um, sharing my story. And if it resonates with you, then maybe talk to your doctor about your child. But she would complain of stomach aches all the time, and she would just start crying out of nowhere with this overwhelming sadness and like this, you, you could see it. She'd be a happy child one minute. And then the next minute she would just, it was like a film overcame her almost like a film overcame her eyes. Like you could just see the transition go from like light to dark. And it was just this overwhelming feeling that she would get and she could never explain it. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's another indicator. They'll try to tell you what's wrong and they'll say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Or they'll say, my stomach hurts. hurts, Or I just don't feel good. And then they'll, you know, sometimes it could be one or the other. For her, it was, she wanted, she just wanted me. She wanted me to hold her and make her feel safe. And so I caught on to it early. And I would just talk her through it. Walk her through some breathing exercises. Let her know that her you know, her mind is still connected with her body because what happens is you kind of feel like you have no control over your breathing and then your thoughts run wild and every bad possible thought you could ever have, anything that you feel, you know, negatively about or any fears, any insecurities, they all come out in these panic attacks. And it's like the, the, I call it like the, the doom and gloom. And because that's what it feels like. It feels like you're doomed and you're just stuck in this gloom and a panic. And my mom always described it as if it's a roller coaster, you can't get off. And you just feel like you may fall off, but you, you can't make it stop and you can't get off. So I noticed it very, 
at a very young age with her she's probably about four years old when she started having panic attacks and she also had I don't know if it's to the extremity of night terrors but she sleepwalks and (laughs) it's crazy crazy stuff she'll she'll walk around and do things and say things and come get in bed with me and like I've found her in a box before in a toy box when she was real little she's I think three then not knowing how she got there like crazy stuff and um so it's been a wild ride with her and as I'm saying all this you know I was talking about um the car the car trying to get to where it needs to go and sharing this experience with her so that you know when she gets older because if I start now then she's going to understand how the world works and how her mind can get away from her and in moments like that for someone who has you know conditions that of that nature or that difference in them um or the chemical imbalance or however it is you want to reference to it I'm not offended by any of them you know whatsoever so I just like to to raise awareness around it so whatever it is that resonates with you whatever you would like to call it those there's differences um the best thing to do is to learn how to cope to learn healthy ways to redirect your mind and remember that you're kind of just in your head so I wanted her to realize and I want her to realize and I use these little experiences like this so that I could start early and really help build her subconscious around the belief that she is in control of her mind and her emotions so something as simple as someone trying to put pressure on you and flash in their lights and get you to speed up becomes a beast of its own when you have like some a wondrous mind it turns into oh no I wonder if I wonder if there's something wrong with my car should I pull over am I in trouble are they trying to flag me down are they trying to hurt me do they know me like your mind wanders and I just wanted her to realize that all you have to do in situations like that is remain calm remain calm remain focused at the task at hand and just kind of let that other person go around you and it's kind of true in life in general right remain calm remain focused stay grounded remember who you are remember you're okay remember you are safe and remember that outside influences don't have to influence you because when you know who you are and you know that you know you you're in control of your mind you're in control of your body and you are you know perfect and beautifully made life becomes um very experimental and it becomes something that you can really be proud of because you're making a conscious decision and a conscious choice to focus on what's important right and in a moment like that it's your safety and making sure that you don't veer to the left veer to the right get panicked and go off the road because this person behind you is acting crazy right so I said all of that to the the beginning of my thoughts for this episode was to not take things for granted. You know, I threw a fit this morning and it wasn't like a big fit. It's just one of those things like, you know, moms, when you tell your, your kid to do something and like on the fifth time they don't do it. And then what you said was going to happen happens. And you're just kind of like, I told you, I already told you that was going to happen. And there's that flick of a switch and tone like your tonality, everything changes for a minute. And it's like mean mom comes out. I have to remind myself how 
fucking precious all this time is with our kids. How they only stay little for a little while. As they get unbuckled from <laughs> from my seat. I want to finish this right quick. But they only stay little for a little while. And these first world problems that we have. The things that we complain about. Oh no, my pickup. My grocery pickup is running late. Bitch, there's somebody spending time away from their family right now. So that you can be with yours. To the extent of staying in your vehicle, you don't even have to get out and go into the grocery store with your kids anymore. Oh my gosh, this Netflix show is not loading. My internet connection's slow. Like, this is bullshit. Bitch, there's people that don't even know about VHS yet. There's people out there, you know, like trading books or making up their own stories because they don't have entertainment. Like, you you heard that reference earlier. There are people that still don't have access to clean drinking water. Something that we take for granted every fucking day. It's not even a thought in your head at this point. Until you lose access to that water. Until you can't pay your water bill. Until you're working and working your ass off. And you're a single mom who's got a deadbeat dad. Or maybe the dad passed away. Or maybe the dad's in prison. Or maybe it's not a dad. Maybe it's a mom. I don't know what the situation is here. I don't know what it looks like for you, but until you lose all your shit, you don't realize how good you have it. This morning, losing my little bit of, you know, grace in that moment, and thank God for my grounded child bringing me back down to reality, back down to earth, saying, but mom, but mom, you told me to, yeah, I did. You're right. And in my head, I'm going, you're right. I was being a bitch, right? We tell our kids all these things that they're doing wrong. We tell our kids no, right? We tell our kids to tell kids they're sorry. But do we ever take a step back and say, you know what? I was in the wrong. I'm sorry. I'm taking shit for granted. You're little and you're looking up to me, right? Now, I know that, you know, the past, it seems like the past few decades, things have gotten easier and easier and easier for kids. Like we're going easier and easier and easier on them. And I'm not like, I'm not sitting here saying hand feed your kid till they're 13, 14, 15. Some of you parents, like I fucking, I know moms and dads, like I'm not going to say any names, but like that have full grown men living at home and watch their dads or their old moms mow the yard. Like that's some bullshit. I'm not saying that our kids deserve 10th place trophies. But what I'm saying is that life is too fucking short to get caught up on the little things, on the little things that they're doing wrong. All we need to do is redirect them and not parent them the way our parents parent parented us, but still have the courage and the strength because it's hard. It's hard to create self-discipline within children and not feel like an asshole, but they need it. But it's also not worth the time, the energy, and the lost moments to get pissed about every little thing. It is such an incredible, incredible thing to even be human. Like the odds of, of you being here right now, listening to this, it's like probably, I mean, fucking millions to one right you could have been a squirrel you could have been a damn mailbox like the odds of you being here 
So I just want to, I wanted to say, don't take shit for granted. Don't take shit for granted. Like there's nowhere you need to be that is so important for you to speed and put other people's lives in danger, for you to do some stupid thing that you can't take back. There's no good time to be had. That means you need to have, you know, an extra drink or two before you hit the road. There's nothing so important that your child can do wrong to you to make you blow up and say things you can't take back or even to your partner. Because what if it all disappeared? What if it all disappeared tomorrow? The money doesn't matter. The, the, the things don't matter. It's the value we give things and places and experiences. We put the value on those things. Social media, for instance, right? There's nothing to social media. It's nothing. It's just something on a, online. But we put value into it. The people put value into it. So value this. Life is so beautiful. You have so much to be grateful for. If you're listening to this, you have so much to be grateful for because you can hear. You have the capability to connect to something so big like the internet. You're at a huge advantage. So just, I guess I just wanted to, you know, remind everybody that life is short. I've said that a few times already, but that it is so beautiful and it will feel like you've lived a long life if you live it intentionally. So be mindful of your thoughts. Be mindful of how you treat others. Be mindful of how kind you are. Be mindful of how understanding you are of other people's problems. And just remember that like it all, it could all vanish at any moment. So don't take it for granted. Anywho, I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. And (sighs) I want to hear from y'all. Can't wait to hear from you. Let me know if there's anything you want to talk about. Um, don't forget to follow me on social media. Instagram is where I'm mostly hanging out. I have a brand new account. I wanted to start completely over and get super, super targeted and intentional with um, who I'm connecting with because I noticed that just nobody was interacting. So I wanted to just clean start, you know, but you can find me at the Jacqueline Cotton. It's in the show notes. Um, in addition to that, If you or your company are looking for a retreat to be planned, or maybe you're a coach, or you have some organization, maybe just a group of friends that you're looking to to really start living intentionally with, living this life on purpose with, and you've been talking about, you know, I want to travel, I want to plan a retreat, or maybe you have coworkers that you you want to um, take, you know, like an extended conference uh, with. I'm now offering travel services through my company, Social Serendipity. So you can find us on Instagram as well. It's at uh, social underscore serendipity, I believe. Anywho, I can help you with all your travel needs. Let's get to talking. Um, We'll talk about your budget. We'll talk about where you want to go, your timeline, things you'd like to do, and we'll, we'll set everything up for you. So just wanted to throw that out there. If you need any help with becoming, you know, an aspiring influencer or learning to copyright or any of that, you can contact me about that as well. But if you would like to be a guest on the show, all you do is 
write me at JWTS podcast. That stands for just women talking shit podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions, if you would like to ask for advice or be featured on one of our episodes, that's how you go about that. But, oh no, there's one thing else. I want to invite all of you women to my free group on Facebook. It is called Female, Fearless, and Badass. Totally free group. It is a sisterhood and a network of women, much like myself, um, but also different, right? And we go over personal personal development. A lot of women in there are coaches and they add a lot of value, lots of free advice, lots of support. We share our hearts with each other. Um, there will be a retreat plan for that in the upcoming year that you can be part of. Just so much good shit going on in that group. And it's an absolute sisterhood of women who are either, you know, going through spiritual journeys or personal development journeys and want to help others or you know, just want to, to go on their own and learn from other women and just feel the support and the virtual hugs that come within that group. So that's all I have until next time. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple podcasts. You can rate us on Spotify and I'm sure whichever other platforms you listen to podcasts on have some form of ratings or reviews. So don't forget to do that if you haven't done that yet. It helps us get the word out so that we can get some ball and ass guests on here and continue to invest in equipment and make this show so much better than what it is and how it started. Until next time, Jacqueline Cotton, out.